Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin I, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. And let me tell you, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of opinions, and they're probably going to be unpopular today. Vintage tea, black high heels on cobblestones. I was trying to like think of a line to sing, and I couldn't literally think and of anything. And that's always the one. Well, like, again. Every song is just the same so oh, i don't really know they assume you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. um, you, can, you can probably guess what we're going to be talking about today um we are currently both in upstate new york at the long the pond at Is the it lakes. In upstate new york yeah that's what it said in the introduction oh, that's why i was like i need my glasses to see this stupid calligraphy like, like the script i, I know <laughs> i just hated every single part of this stupid i just special. that font is like something you'd find in like microsoft word font <laughs> it's literally sure. 1997 yeah um well, yeah so, so we watched go ahead oh go ahead no it's okay. <laughs> we watched the long pond studio session folklore quote unquote concert last night um and we are here to just break it all down for y'all and i would just like to start off by saying that like we understand that this is not the taylor swift podcast but she does such stupid things all the time that it's like it, we just need to wait we have to all report those things like she's done so much in the past two weeks just with her tweet about scooter Braun and her perf- or her winning uh, at the AMAs and going on there. And her Grammy nominations. And now this, that like we just need to make our opinion known. Um, she also is probably an avid listener of That's the Worst the Unpopular Opinion podcast. And we always just like have a few pieces of advice for her. So that's really mm-hmm. what we So Taylor, for. if you're here, if you're listening to buckle us right up. now, buckle up and just keep on listening. No sure getaway car for you today. Four hours long. No, you're not getting out. So let's start from the beginning. Last week, I and I were actually together hanging out, th- being thankful for each other. And I it was in the morning. We were both like just groggily like getting up to do some dumb work from home shit. And I was like, I, I, was I, like screaming. I was like, <laughs> like she's what? releasing folklore movie on Disney plus tonight at midnight. And then I went to the bathroom and projectile vomited. I just, Um, my overall question for Taylor Swift in 2020 is, who asked for this? Right. Who asked for folklore? Who asked for your commentary? And who asked for this Disney Plus special? It wasn't me. Right. It wasn't me. Call up Shaggy, because it was not me. Um. So for my first question in this whole situation is why Disney Plus? Um, well, so she's already like, done like, Netflix I feel and like she Hulu, hasn't around, she? Right, she like hops around with different networks. Uh, I think it for her it's Disney Plus because um, they probably paid her the most. And if I were Disney mm-hmm. Plus, I can understand why they made this business move because right, who has a subscription to Disney Plus? It's like little kids. And like their parents, what they're missing is like our demographic, right? Like you don't have mm-hmm. Disney Plus, no. And I only have it because it's with my Verizon package. But like, right, I feel like a lot of people have it because they're getting it like lumped in with something else. But like, I feel like not many people actually just say, "I'm gonna get Disney Plus," right? Because it's not like they have there's... a kid who wants to watch Frozen every exactly. day. Exactly, it's you know? movies. It's not known for like there hasn't. They don't have many like TV shows now. They do have like The Mandalorian or whatever, but like. Those are for nerds. And that show where um, casts of high school students go back to their high school and perform their musical. <laughs> yeah, I remember the best you show were ever. with that. <laughs> it's so good. So they, they were missing like the 20 to 30 something women. And that's like a big demographic. And so I'm sure Disney Plus subscriptions shot the fuck up on Tuesday. And the other thing mm-hmm. is that Disney Plus, I think, is releasing some things around Christmas time. So I'm sure they wanted to get all these subscriptions and then release all this stuff in Christmas so they could have a bunch of like 
people and go to when they like want people to say oh like i'm gonna keep this for a while not just like get one month or get like a free trial and um just watch this and quit but right she must this must have been in the works for months because they recorded it in may and so it must have been disney plus reaching out to her back in may saying well, no, right? the actual, this thing was filmed in September, oh. but the album was recorded in May because this is oh. when they were like able to actually physically come together to, were, did, were you even watching this? Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess these were the things that came up uh, in words on the screen. Um, yeah. So she recorded the album in May. That's when she was like, I didn't think that I was going to, re- and it just like happened. Like I'm recording oh, yeah. an album and I'm like, huh. Um, so so she did that and she was like record i hated that one line where she was like remotely about to record with jack and she's like oh it's it's working i can't believe you're in new york and like i'm I'm here here. and like it sounds like you're right next to me like okay cool um does she not know how like telephones work i don't think she does (laughs) um so that happened and then yeah, so the al- when did the album come out? July? August. August. Well, um, was it July? No, I thought it was August 23rd. No, I thought it was... Google. Yeah, do you... No, July 24th. Oh. You know what came out on August 23rd was uh, Lover. Oh, yeah. I think they were maybe speculating that it was going to come out then. Like something was going to happen then, but then this just randomly dropped. As everything Um, with her usually does. It's just completely unplanned. Right. Anyway, so the purpose of this whole thing was to for her to like get together with Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner. We learned a lot of stuff about them that we didn't really ask for. They are so weird. Um and then they like met at this like creepy how like was really creepy. In the middle of the woods, um, and it's like half concert, half like commentary on the songwriting process for each song. So, which I also didn't particularly ask for. Um, so it goes through like album order. The other thing I do want to say, like before we get into the weeds, is that like we were saying yesterday, I just think it's so selfish that she even felt the need to do this and be making so much money from this like it's not the time like i understand that you i i understand that she dropped an album during this time because like she felt like it would be something that would bring people joy except it just makes people cry so i don't really know she at one point she was like yeah we just all needed like a good cry together like okay um, but I think to go this extra step to like continue to try to profit off of it is just like so ridiculous mm-hmm. and makes me just like really question her as a person. I mean, I've expressed many times I don't particularly enjoy her as a person anyway. Mm-hmm. So this just was kind of the icing on the cake. What, and this is exactly personally. what I said when the album came out. Just absolutely tone deaf. Like no yes. sense of what's going on in the world. They talk about it as if it's this far off thing. Like they're like, oh, right. the pandemic is like weaved into my songs in this album. And like, oh, lockdown Why? was so hard. One, like You have one line about like plastic like or one something. About a doctor. Like. Ma'am, we're still in it. Like, we're in it. We're still in it. She's acting like it's completely over. You clearly were not affected by it at all. And I feel like she normally... That happened when the week that I heard my shows were canceled. Like, Like, Taylor, literally, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she said, what song did that inspire? Uh, I, I, I can't... I really don't really remember a lot from this show last night because none of it was very memorable for me like i get it could have been like invisible strings or something she pretty much just reiterated what people were already assuming about all of these songs yep um i have an article that's um 13 things we learned about taylor swift folklore from the long pond studio sessions okay let's go through that okay on wednesday disney plus released folklore the long pond studio sessions i also just think that that's a 
dumb name. What is the, I don't, whatever. Oh, I think that's what that place is actually called. Whatever. I don't care. An intimate concert film in which a concert film. Interesting. And it's Taylor Swift performs all 17 songs from her eighth album in order for the first time, which that was overkill. I did not need every fucking song throughout the film. I literally, see- I literally muted half of them. <laughs> <laughs> we see Taylor connect with co- co-writers, Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dresser. De- I'm sorry, Desner. You kept saying Dresser. <laughs> To give some insight into the creative process behind the songs and folklore, which nobody cares about, the stories they tell, and the emotions they felt while writing. Nobody gives a shit. Just like the album, it offers a window into Taylor's songwriting in a way we've never really experienced before. I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think that it was really that much of a window into what she was thinking. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like every little documentary that she makes you don't learn anything about her like i still feel like she's hiding so much about her life i'm starting to i'm starting to think that there is nothing that she's hiding she has this air of like mystery yeah but like maybe there's nothing shallow bitch i think she might be um watching it kind of feels like what i imagine it's like to attend one of taylor's secret sessions events uh where she selects a few fans to her home and plays them her new album of course she couldn't do that with folklore okay so the first thing this we whole, learned is the whole concert is basically just like a tumblr yeah it's so tumblr due to covid19 restrictions taylor's unable to record in a studio for the first time in her career so ended up making a makeshift studio in her bedroom wow groundbreaking like you're a you're a fucking multi-millionaire like you can make your own you can make your own studio uh okay number two in taylor's mind betty and james of the folklore teenage love triangle cardigan august and betty ultimately ended up together wow amazing i'm so glad like let's in all the things that are and I this is the other issue that I have which she was like for one time in my life I didn't have to have songs that were all about me like I could just make up people and they could have their own story like Taylor there are so many things you could write a song about in 2020 like so many things and what you're going to do is you're going to make up people right well that's why it's so tone deaf it's so tone deaf She's literally, in her whole career, she's had maybe one song that actually said something, The Man, and that song is really stupid, too. I just can't stand her. I fucking, I hate that song. (laughs) Sorry. Like, I think that's, everything she does is a few years too late. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let me just. And even that, even that goes back to her and her career. Yep. Oh, it's all about her. It okay. doesn't have any, she doesn't give a shit about anyone else. Number anyway. three, Taylor admitted she's been wanting to write a song about Rebecca Harkness, the eccentric widow of the of the heir to an oil fortune who used to live in Taylor's Rhode Island home since around 2013. Great. Glad like, she got to have that narrative. <laughs> Amazing. Rebecca Rhode <laughs> She finally confirmed the identity of her mystery co-writer on Exile and Betty after months of speculation like many fans guessed, it's her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. As most of you know, it's Joe. That was, she, it was the it dumbest Joe. way to say it. And just, it I, is and Joe. why wasn't Joe in this? Where is Joe? Is this relationship real? I just don't think it is. I don't think, I'm convinced they've never met in real life. <laughs> like, I think that that guy she's like around with sometimes is literally just like a stunt double, like a hologram. She needs, oh, I just hate her so much. Like, what? Then she was like, oh, he was singing Betty. Actually, I really like Betty. So, like, is that her saying that, like, her songs are not good and Betty is the one that's actually good? I don't know. And that other point I was trying to make about her and Joe writing songs together and the only ones that Mm, that they don't write about themselves had nothing to do with them. Right. They were all made up. Wait, what was mm-hmm. the other one? Exile? What's Exile again? Oh, exile. Bonnie Bear. Oh, don't even get me started on he did Colin the- fucking I can Bear. <laughs> that whole part where she was like, I was so scared to ask Bonnie Bear to be in my song. Like, it was just such a, like, I was just so worried he would reject me. Like, Taylor, you could literally ask Barack Obama <laughs> to be in a song and he would probably do it. Like, you, I don't understand what, you have like this literally for. everybody knows who you are like boney Vare is gonna get so much clout from being in your song yeah 
Also, once again, I just think she could always lift up female and people of color or, you know, voices of color. And that's the one person she chose. Bon Iver, the neck gator. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number five. Taylor revealed that she began work on the folklore with My Tears Ricochet. That's what she was. That's the one that she uh, did when her shows were canceled. Which she complete, she wrote five. completely her alone. Her tears were ricocheting because her shows were canceled. While she never explicitly confirmed it, many fans believe that My Tears Ricochet is about the demise of Taylor's working relationship with Scott Borchetta, the founder of her old record label, Big Machine. So I guess this is a good time to say that last week she came out and said that she's re-recording all of her albums again. And the whole thing where Scooter sold her albums to another person and she won't even work with that person because Scooter is still profiting off of it. I just like people. I'm over this narrative. Here's the thing. When you are that famous and you like, you're, you're just a business. Like you're no longer like an artist. You know what I mean? Like there's no, right. It's property. You can't be taking these things personally. Like you are now, a business entity and you just happen to be the person producing the product. It's just like she, I understand that it was like a predatory contract that she signed into, but she made the decision to well, not. You wanted to be famous that badly. Maybe you should have had a better lawyer reviewing it and not like your ugly mom. No, I, what I'm, I think that's hard <laughs> to say. I for to a 16 year old, you never know. But like what I'm saying is right now she made the decision to allow them to keep owning them and she's going to record new ones. Like that was her, that was the thing that she decided that was her to big do. Compromise. Yeah. So like uh, now what are you mad about? Like that's just legally what is going to happen. And, and the, I don't know what she wants out of it. Like she posts those things what do you want? Do you want us to take the to the streets and like uh, shoot up Scooter Braun's house? Like, what do you? What is right. going to make you happy? Like, I don't think anything's going to make her happy. She's re-recording her albums. Like, that's what the plan was. I don't know what. Like, I'm sorry that he sold. He probably sold your shit because he doesn't want to be dealing with it anymore. Like, which nobody would. I would be, be like, I never want to face this annoying woman ever again. But also, he discovered you and made you basically what you are. So he he deserves to have some money from it. Exactly. Like, that's just part. If that's what you want, if fame is what you want, you're, like, you're not going to get it 100% on your own. Also, just the fact, like, you once again, you're a multimillionaire. Like, do you really need to own your original records? Like, what what is that going to do for you? Right. I just, like, picture all of her, all of these, like, records in, like, a vault somewhere. Just, like, on her wall? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like... sorry. Number six, she wrote Mirrorball after her Loverfest concerts were indefinitely postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic. But the she sad, felt... empty prom. Oh, is that what it was? And all the clowns went home or whatever. Isn't mm-hmm. that from Mirabal? I hate that song. And, I don't even know. And the way she described it, it made me hate it even more. Like, I thought, oh, maybe she has something that I just don't really get. Like, maybe that's what it is. But when she was describing it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, there's this big light on you as a celebrity. And it's always on you. And people want you to be shiny. And then uh, when you're not shiny, it's all like still shining on you i was i was like what is going on like what are you saying and jack antonoff sitting there like visibly on drugs i'm sure he was so fucking like whacked out he, was whacked out. <laughs> he like could not sit still like he is just a. he creature. was like interjecting too like he would be like he would talk over her sometimes or like it was just not a very flowing conversation strange <laughs> number seven taylor came up with the bridge for august on the spot while she was in the middle of recording the song for, uh, in the vocal booth wow cancel my plans just in bridge? case you called uh, the the fact that I was living for the most of it all, for the most of it all, that one, leave me That's behind the, the mall. Bridge. It's not. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. Well, this picture says cancel my plans just in case you call. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Number eight, she wrote, "This is me know. trying from from the perspectives of a person dealing with addiction or mental illness." Okay, I'm glad this article brought this up. 
what Who is the this about? fuck is she talking about? <laughs> she said, I've been thinking about people who, if they're suffering through mental illness or they're suffering through addiction, they have an everyday struggle. No one pats them on the back every day, but every day they're actively fighting something. What in the world makes you qualified to make a song about somebody who's dealing with addiction or mental illness? Are do right. you have that experience? Do you know somebody who has that experience? What like maybe that's maybe it's Joe. Oh, maybe Joe's like addicted to opioids or something. <laughs> well, I said I told you I think it's her addicted to girls, and she's trying to like have conversion therapy for herself. Like she's trying <laughs> to be straight so badly. She is trying really hard. Okay, number nine. Taylor described Folklore as the first album she's ever written where she didn't feel the need to only write about her own experiences, which she found, quote, confining in the past. Wow, it took you eight albums. Was this her eight or seven? uh, Eight. I don't know. I guess it's eight. Also, nobody was asking you to write about yourself for every fucking song. Literally, no, Mm -mm. not a single person was asking for that. Not a single person. Yeah. Uh, number 10, she characterized Mad Woman as a product of female rage in response to the gaslighting that occurs when a woman's reaction to bad behavior it is itself treated as an offense. I didn't really understand what she was talking about when she was res- she was basically like, I, we always have to deal with men being mad and I'm going to be mad. And it's like, what? Like, OK, <laughs> I didn't right. re- I don't like, get her do point it. in any of these. Be mad. Number 11, she confirmed that Epiphany is about health workers on the front lines treating patients with COVID-19, relating it back to her grandfather's experience in the war. What does that have to to do with a pandemic? Quote, I had been doing a lot of research on my grandfather who fought in World War II at Guadalcanal. He had never talked about it much, not with his sons, not with his wife. Nobody got to hear about what happened there. I tried to imagine what would happen in order to make you just never be able to speak about something. I realized that there are people taking a 20-minute break in between shifts at a hospital who are having this trauma happen to them right now, and they will probably never want to speak about it. Once again, have you ever spoken to somebody on the front lines? Like, what? She's just... These are all her opinions on whatever is happening. Like... I just, Mm -hmm. and then she's trying to play it off. Like, I think what happened was they were like, Taylor, you have to write something about this pandemic. And she was like, oh, fine. And now she's like, oh, my grandfather was in the war. Like, Like it's basically this, it's basically the same thing. Well, and he never wrote about it. So how did she know what that was like? You're putting words in her grandfather's mouth just because she knew he didn't talk about it. So she assumes that they're experiencing the same emotions. I hate her so much. Okay. She just like, thinks that she's like the most empathetic person but she is like just she just doesn't get out it. of touch number 12 taylor yeah. believes the album's bonus track the lakes sums up the overarching message of folklore with jack antonoff calling it quote a sincere statement of hope what even is i can't even if you put a gun to my head right now i wouldn't tell you which one the lakes is it's <laughs> kind of an overarching theme throughout the album of trying to escape, having something you want to protect, trying to protect your own sanity and saying, look, they did this hundreds of years ago. I'm not the first person who's felt this way. What? What felt what way? I don't know. Number 13. And finally, Taylor named her home studio Kitty Committee Studios because her cat Benjamin and Olivia were constantly fighting in the background of her recordings. Please see episode three. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> that is repulsive. I okay. One thing I did say, and because I, I think maybe she deserves one positive thing, I okay, said when we bef- when we got started watching it last night that I would have no idea how to write a song, and she has written a lot of songs. So that's good for her that she has th- done that. You know, I think she. I think she is a good songwriter. Like I think that she is able to like express things in a very poetic and unique way, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. There's certain lines that she has that it's just like, wow, that's like very creative or whatever. But like just like knowing what I know about her and like where it's all coming from makes me more annoyed about it. And right. it kind of like loses, loses it. So 
Uh, I just have one more. I'll just read like two things from this other article and then you can go on. IndieWire says, Folklore Review, Taylor Swift's Disney Plus documentary is just her singing in a barn and that's okay. They give her a B minus, which I would probably agree with. Uh, Give it like a C minus. Sweet and a soothing kickback um, for many out there an otherwise lonely and isolating holiday season. Um, So yeah. I think people are just like, yeah, that was fine. You know, I don't think nobody's like having a parade about it. Yeah, I think overall the whole thing was just kind of unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And really the biggest thing that came out of it is that her boyfriend is a collaborator. Like I feel like that whole revelation sort of outshined the entire thing. Like because people are saying how – William Bowery was like the number one trending thing on Twitter for like a couple days after it was released. Why like wouldn't that she sort just of say, overshadowed? Why wouldn't she just say Joe Alwyn? Well, there was also speculation about that because then that would have taken away from her actual album release. Like she'd rather just like cover it up <laughs> than like let someone else get more attention from it but like what does her putting william bowery on these songs what does that do for anybody like couldn't she just not put anybody's name on there then and then been like oh joe helped me write this song right like what i guess you have to like list and that's the other thing people are saying like if she would win a grammy like there's a possibility like he like william bowery would win a grammy (laughs) oh first is he up for like that? if she if she were to win um album of the year or record of the year because isn't record we always go through this what record and album mean but one of them includes like all the contributors oh i think that's record right or is that album yeah hmm. i think it's record do you want to go through some of the grammy nominations Oh yeah, did we not? Oh yeah, this we also wanted to talk about this, huh? Or you okay, can go through your article and I'll look up the Grammy nominations. No, no, I'll I'll just do the Grammys because I don't think anything in my article would really say anything different. Can I talk about Plastic Hearts for a second? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Miley Cyrus came out with a new album called Plastic Hearts on Friday. Uh, hmm. I just think that maybe it's like okay. That would be, that's the way that I would describe it. I think that it's much better than some of her attempts at albums in the past. Um, I like like it. I like listening to it in the background. I just don't really know like what we're going for. So the, uh, this article says Miley, Miley Cyrus plastic arts review mock rock because she's, she's trying to be mock or she's trying to be rock. Excuse me. But it's really poppy too. Um, Mm -hmm. Cyrus might know her way around a Joan Jett cover, but the punky sneer of this post-divorce album feels like an act. Um, Basically, they're saying that, uh, let's see here. Throughout a decade of careening gleefully from pop to R&B to country, Miley Cyrus has needed no urging to drop a rock cover. Her unforced simpatico for guitars and that gravelly ball. I agree with that. Her voice does sound kind of weird throughout the album. Have enabled I think rep- her voice is kind of weird in general. Because she's trying to be like, like her brand. I was born to run. I don't belong to anyone. Like it's it's like it is gravelly. Mm-hmm. Um, enabled reputable live takes on Led Zeppelin's Black Dog and Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. Plastic Hearts is the album of that predilication. A set of post-divorce songs that throw up devil's horns while putting on a punky sneer. Half the time Cyrus is touting some idea of rock uh by mtv circa 1984 no actual outlaw would turn to billy idol for guidance but here he is on the truly dire night crawling trying not to sing white wedding things perk up considerably on the songs that feel more authentic to cyrus a country leaning ballad golden g-string digs deep into her show-off persona while accusing the patriarchy of holding all the cards prisoner updates olivia newton john's tune physical very well indeed, but having covered Arctic Monkeys, Cyrus lifts their opening sentiments about mirrors from her own midnight sky. She was apparently born to run as well. So basically, like it, I think it's an interesting album because she does bring a lot of different elements into it. Um, I'm I, 
don't think I'll like have it on repeat for forever, but it is kind of a nice thing to have in the background. I like I think it's like a little bit more upbeat, which is nice. Like is I feel a like a lot upbeat, of albums. Yeah. Well, obviously Taylor's album is like super slow and sad, so it's nice to have like something that's a little more upbeat. Um, uh, do you know I, I have an article about which songs are about Liam Hemsworth. I think it's just the song What the Fuck Do I Know? Uh, in the, the track, one. Cyrus sings lyrics like maybe getting married just to cause a distraction. Oh, yeah. Gee, now who could that be about? Um, what the fuck do I know? I'm alone because I couldn't be somebody's hero. You want an apology? Not from me. What the fuck do I know? So, wow. F you, Liam Hemsworth. Hope you're I'm sure he's doing Hope just fine just without her. Absolutely miserable. <laughs> I, f- I literally forgot they got married. Yeah, it was a very short. January thing. 2020, well, they like, their divorce was finalized. They were together, and then they like broke up, and then they were engaged, got married, and broken up again. So is she still with um, that other Australian guy? Um, Cody Simpson? No, what's his name? I don't know. Yeah, she was with Cody. Yeah, she, it looks like they're still together. Interesting. Okay. Well, in I'm, August, you know Oh, what? wait. In August 2020, they broke up. Oh, rats. Okay. Well, maybe she's with Duolipa <laughs> now. Maybe. I was expecting more from that song, honestly. The Duolipa one? Yeah. Is there like a rumor that they're together? No, but I'd, I'll start it. Oh, here. Heard it here first. Duolipa's probably like married. I like her. Prisoner. Prisoner. Uh, na, 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 na. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, wait. She is married. Dua Lipa. That didn't mm-hmm. stop anybody before. Lord and Jack Antonoff. Wait a second. Ooh. Jack Antonoff. Whoa. Is Jack Antonoff. I thought he was gay. Oh, I don't know. The way that he dresses and acts and speaks, I was like, mm, I don't think he was with Lord. That was just like a, an affair. I don't like know any. Well, the big discovery last night is that he was. He is bleachers. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and that song yeah. is in the big booty mix this time. I was just running and I was like, oh my God, there it is. Oh, I want to get better. Is that him singing? Yeah. Do you think it, he was like the I only person know. in the bleachers? Oh, That's it's crazy. just. He also worked with. He was also in the band Fun. Really? Mm hmm. Wow, he's he's also probably a multimillionaire. He gets around. I'm glad that he's the one who wrote Out of the Woods, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's such a good song. He has written like a lot of her pretty good songs. He wrote, I'm sure he's the one who's the like getaway car. The master behind the magic, and she's just like the face. She's just know? a puppet. Oh yeah. First she was Scooter Brown's yeah. puppet. Now she's William Bowery. Um, I sent you that yeah. Instagram that he wrote that album too. What album? Lana Del Rey. Lana's. Yeah, yeah. Not any of her good stuff. He co-produced her sixth album. She has like twelve albums, and only one of them. She's is good. a psychopath. I do not <laughs> like Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I literally saw her at concert. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that letter that she wrote did not get enough attention. Where she was like, "Yeah, that was." Fuck you, Doja Cat and Ariana Grande and like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Like, I'm not as famous as you guys. Like, what? What do you think about Lord going to Antarctica? I think it's so funny. Why did she go? (laughs) I I didn't really read. I didn't really read. Well, people are so pissed. They're like, you can go to fucking Antarctica, but you can't give us a new album. Yeah. She definitely like has one. Do you? I feel like I feel like Lord is very unstable. She just she didn't even post any context. It was just like that picture, and she's in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's crazy. And they were also like, if that woman like wins in New Zealand, like she has to release a new album. If and what she woman? did win, oh, they're like prime minister or whatever. Is is Lord from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Learn something new. I saw on TikTok, it was like a video of supercuts, and they were like, Lord doesn't have time to record an album, but she has time to open a 
a hair salon. A hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Grammys 2021 Grammy uh, Award. Let's do it. Okay. So should I just go through the main? The main ones, please. Categories. Yes. Okay. So once oh, again, I, think I was wrong. That Trevor Noah is the host. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I was wrong again about record and album of the year. Record <laughs> of the year is just a song. Oh, right. It's okay. not an album. Um, so record of the year is award to the artist and to the producers, recording engineers, and or mixers and mastering engineers, if other than the artist. So it has nothing to do with the writers. And Taylor was not nominated at all for record <laughs> of the year. <laughs> so, um, wow, there's a lot in each category. So it's Black Parade, Beyonce, Colors, Black Pumas, Rockstar, DaBaby, featuring Roddy Rich, Say So, Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Ooh. Circles, Post Malone, and Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, featuring Beyonce. Why Ooh. did the featuring Beyonce version? I think that one's more popular. That just sucks, though. It's like you can't get nominated unless you have Beyonce with you. Well, I think everybody has you know a better I mean? chance of being nominated with Beyonce. Honestly, I think I it deserves to go to Say So because that was just such like a breakout hit for her. Yeah, I and agree. It is a and good it's song. just like so iconic like yeah. on TikTok and... Day to night to morning. Okay. It's a great song. Okay, and then album of the year goes to the artist, featured artists, songwriters, producers, recording engineers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the first one I can't pronounce. Um, it's a or it's an album called Chilombo. Okay. Um, do you know what that is? No. Okay, and then Black Pumas. <sighs> by black pumas we love a self-titled album i need to um everyday life Coldplay. did not realize Coldplay was <laughs> at all relevant anymore because <laughs> in a sky, sky like shout out to bo biden <laughs> this is one's for you buddy oh my god like who cares and then an album by jacob collier called digesse volume three what no idea who that is and this then is we for have, album of the year? Yeah, like have okay. not heard of any of these. Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Haim. <laughs> I hate that name. <laughs> um, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa. Woo-hoo! She should win Hollywood's sure. Bleeding. Oh my God, she gets my vote for sure. Hollywood's Bleeding, Post Malone, and Folklore by Taylor fuck Swift. Fuck you. Fuck I'm fuck sorry, you. but if... Reputation and Lover got no nominations, and this trash storm of an album got all these Grammys. Music is dead. Well, I think that she really she knew that this would be Grammy bait, and that's why she came out. Well, with Grammys it. literally are like, we better nominate her, or she's literally going to kill herself. <laughs> well, like, I, <laughs> in that Rolling Stone podcast, have you listened to that yet about her? They said mm-hmm. that, like, uh, oh, you have. No, I have not. They said that um, Folklore is her best album to date, like musically. And her second best album to date is Red. So I I don't know. Like, I don't really get I think Red is a billion times better. I agree. Who are these? What are these people at Rolling Stone truly smoking? The only thing that they did right is putting Bad Blood. (laughs) Last. Like, <laughs> I think that's, that's so funny. That they made it. it's such a anyway. Bad song. I think that like I think this album is really going to be critically acclaimed. I think that she might have a chance at winning that. Ugh, I can't Has she like, won album of the gonna... year before? I'll look it up. You she did for nineteen eighty nine. I think she did for nineteen eighty nine. She deserved that. That's the best album of the mm-hmm. decade. I just like am already cringing at her like acceptance speech via oh, Zoom. Like, my God. With her mop, like yeah. holding her cats and like with her mop bangs, wearing like a cardigan. I'm literally vomiting. She's one. Okay, and then we Grammys. have. Wow. Okay, so for Song of the Year, Song of the Year is a Songwriters Award. So we have um, Black Parade, The Box, Cardigan, Circles, Don't Start Now, Everything I Wanted, I Can't Breathe, and If the World Was Ending. Okay. I would give that to Don't Start Now. Yeah, agreed. It probably won't win, but that would be my vote. 
And then Wait, we have is, was that song of the year? Song of the year, yeah. Is yummy. I'm giving it to yummy. Yummy's not nominated. Oh, what is yummy nominated for? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's nominated for something. Anyway, sorry, go on. It's I it's um nominated for pop. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, and then best new artist, Ingrid Andrus, Phoebe Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, <laughs> D Smoke, Doja Cat, Kate Trinata, and Megan the Stallion. I think Megan the Stallion should win this. Or Doja Cat. Well, if Doja Cat gets Song of the Year, I hope Megan the Stallion gets this one. Okay, perfect. Wow, like artist of the year. Like great. I mean, but um, from her with Savage to WAP to her own album, I think she did a lot this year. Oh yeah, she like really killed it, and she and got she got TikTok. shot. Like it's all about the TikTok, and she got shot, so like, she deserves it. She does deserve it. Remember when you okay, were like, then, she looks ugly in that dress. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just get a bigger size. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not body shaming her. I'm just saying, like, you'd probably, like, she probably couldn't breathe in that dress and it was just did not look good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, best pop solo performance um, for new vocal or instrumental pop recordings, singles or tracks only. We have Yummy by Justin Bieber. Woo! That is so embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Um, Say So, Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Watermelon Sugar, Harry Styles, and Cardigan, Taylor Swift. Fuck I think you. this whole category is just like embarrassing for really pop music, is. to be completely honest. <laughs> and I think Say So, Doja Cat should also win this, but it will honestly probably go to fucking Watermelon Sugar, <laughs> which is just depressing. <laughs> watermelon Sugar. <laughs> Okay, and then we have best pop duo slash group performance. Um, oh, this Dia, is Exile. Intentions, Dynamite, Rain on Me, and Exile. Oh, Rain on Me should win. Agreed. Rain I'm on sorry, me, tsunami. I'm sorry, but Exile is not a fucking pop song. No, <laughs> no. Well, that's my whole thing. I thought this it's was like her pick, big break into a different genre, and then pick she's your getting genre, all these, and she's you're getting so all these pop. pop nominations, right? Maybe it like takes a few years to like. Well, that was what that's like, Justin transition. Bieber's issue because he says that he's R and B, right? Which come on, fuck you. That's like that's embarrassing. Um, and then we have best traditional pop vocal album. Okay, these are all, but wait, what? Best traditional pop vocal album. I would just like to say that one of the nominees for this category is Renee Zellweger. <laughs> really? For what? Mm-hmm. She for has an Judy. album. What? Yeah, because she sings in it. I guess. Good for her. The other. The Bridget other nominees Jones. are like Harry Connick Jr. and James Taylor. <laughs> and then we have Best Pop Vocal Album for albums containing at least 51% playing time of new pop vocal recordings. We have Changes, Justin Bieber, Chromatica, Lady Gaga, Future Nostalgia, Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, Fine Line, Harry Styles, and Folklore, Taylor Swift. That should go to Dua Lipa. Yeah, that's the one that Justin Bieber's mad about, right? Because he thinks that his is more R&B than pop. Right. Like, I'm sorry, Justin Bieber. Like, I'm glad you changed up, like, the instruments that you use. Like, Also, just be happy that you got any It was the cultural reset. Exactly. Jesus Christ. And then I'm just seeing if these are all, like, the random genre contemporary instrumental music rock like she should taylor swift should be in the same category as heim and phoebe bridgers yeah for sure she should be in rock um okay i don't think we care or alternative i guess oh phoebe bridgers is also in alternative oh she's divergent and like i'm sorry okay for r&b like Justin Bieber should not be like in the same category as John Legend or no. Beyonce. No. No. Um okay. I just think he doesn't have like 
respect for anybody. <laughs> like Justin Bieber? Yeah. No, he's he's full of himself and he's absolutely fucking trash. Like I'm not saying that like a white person can't be in an R and B category. Like that's not what anybody is saying, but like I don't think he understands like the cultural part of R&B. what R and B music is. Yeah. Okay. So the rest of these categories are pretty relevant i think we got the big ones so i have uh, taylor swift's uh grammy awards up right now so she was okay. she actually got six nominations this year that's kind of a lot and the mm-hmm. one that you will not guess is that she got one for fucking cats she got an, she's she got nominated a nomination? she's nominated oh, for best song written for visual media wow that's a very niche category Last year, she was nominated three times but didn't win any of them. The year before, uh, she was nominated for Reputation Best Pop Vocal Album. She did not win. The year before that, she was nominated again, did not win. So she hasn't won since 2015 where she won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album. And your favorite, Best Music Video for Bad Blood. Oh, she did win for that? Yeah. Then the year before, Shake It Off was nominated three times. Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Solar Performance. She didn't win any of those. Uh, Let's see. Back in 2011, she won Best Country Solar Performance and Best Country Song for Mean. In 2009, Fearless won Album of the Year. Wow. So she's only won Album of the Year for 1989 and Fearless? Yeah. She was is Red nominated? No. Uh yes, it was in 2013, but, she, but it didn't win. Excuse do me. Do you know who beat her? I do not. But she oh. is only two one of only two female solo artists along with Adele to win album of the year twice for her solo recordings. She won the award in 2010 for Fearless and again in 2015 for 1989. So it would be kind of cool if she won in 2010, 2015 and 2020, but whatever. Um the singer-songwriter made her Grammy performance debut at the 51st Grammy Awards in 2009, performing 15 with Miley Cyrus. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I've seen that performance on TikTok. The Grammy Museum debuted the Taylor Swift Experience in 2014. The exhibit featured handwritten lyrics, photographs, and a banjo she played on stage at the 54th Grammys and one of her Grammy Awards statues. That's kind of cool. I'll look well, at who won remember. album of the year in 2013 against Red. I'm kind of surprised about Fearless. I love that album, but like, that's interesting. What Looking else back, is on that album? Fearless. Um, I mean, that's the title track. The album of the year literally went to Daft Punk, Random Access oh, Memories. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a okay. lot of people. Oh, Royals won Song of the Year that year. You will never be royal. And best new artist, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I don't really know many of these songs on her Fearless album. Uh, one of my favorite uh, songs, Tell Me Why, is on that album. Why is that your favorite song? I just really like it. I don't think I've heard it before. What else is on that oh, album? Oh, shit. I never made my playlist. I.E. <laughs> Do you want me to do um, we want to talk about mine now? No, we need to do them together. But Swift, I also uplift, we'll just make it a very hits. short segment. Well, the reason uh, that we made this playlist is because I think she's going to come out with like a greatest hits album. And where did she I was just seeing on TikTok that she was talking about like, oh, I really liked re- recording this one or that one. Like, has she already decided which song she's re-recording? I guess so. Well, that's what we were saying. Like, we think that she'll, instead of re-recording every random song, she'll just make a greatest hits album. But I feel like she's like, she has a song with Colby Calais. Uh, Yes. Called Breathe. Wow. The songs I picked Um, from Fearless were Fearless, Tell Me Why, and You Belong With Me is on that album. That was a pretty big hit. Yeah, that's a good song. I haven't heard... Don't people love White Horse? Yeah, it's too late for you and your White Horse to come around. It's pretty. This album's pretty country. Well, that was her. If you listen to the Rolling Stone podcast, that's her transition. I didn't that's know her, there like, was a Rolling Stone podcast. I sent it to you. I, that's her um, uh, pop country crossover album. And then she was fully pop in 1989. No, what about Red? 
I think Red was her crossover album. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, they were talking about Red and the Rolling Stone out al- podcast. You're I think right. that sorry. Fearless is pretty much all country. Don't oh you? Oh my gosh. I, sorry, I just oh went on gosh. Twitter and here comes Kim is back on her lawyer game. A terrible case has brought been brought to my attention and I need your help without it. On December 12th, Brandon Bernard is going to be executed for a crime. Okay, why is why is Trump doing all these executions? I have no idea. Like, I saw an article the other day that was like, Trump and the Republicans are trying to get death by firing squad back. Like, what in is the that? world? What, they like shoot people? Yes. Oh my God. So they like hunt people down and shoot them? No, they don't. <laughs> Death by firing squad is like they bring the prisoner out and they all sh- like a bunch of people shoot him or her. That's a thing. That's a real thing. I want to see if I can find the article real quick. So Kim is trying. It's like Kim, like you think that you're like you think Trump is so great because he's like pardoning these people and exactly. you realize he's like making this stuff happen. Okay, this was an article from Saturday, yesterday. Justice Department rushing to expand execution methods like firing squads for federal death row inmates. The Justice Department has rushed to change the rules around federal death penalties as they expedite a slew of scheduled executions in the final days of the Trump administration, including expanding possible execution methods to include electrocution and death by firing squad. Like, what? Why? What is happening? completely inhumane the justice department did not provide comment on why the new rule was made like what in the world like what what is your rationale behind that i don't know like a terrible violent death well it's like the the thing that they do is just lethal injection whatever we should not be talking about the death penalty right now let's (laughs) let's wrap it up here podcast our our opinion Woo. is that Taylor Swift should be put to the fucking squad, the firing squad. Literally. Okay, well, honestly, like I feel like we didn't really even talk about this for as long as I thought we were going to, but no. truly, there's really not a whole lot to talk about because it's pretty stupid. Yep. Um, so if you haven't seen the long pond session yet, I wouldn't really recommend watching it. You're not um, missing much if you haven't seen it. You're really not missing much. Just listen to the album and just cry to yourself um thanks everybody for listening to us just really go through all our ups and downs here from you know taylor swift to the grammys to miley cyrus to the death penalty we really just cover it all here at that's the worst um be sure to check us out on our all of our social media accounts at that's the worst underscore on twitter and at that source pod on instagram um also be sure to head on over to at kev crooks on um tiktok TikTok. if you want to check out a hilarious viral tiktok that i'm the star of um (laughs) voldemort girl (laughs) avada kedavra girl um and yeah be sure to check us out next time i don't know what we're going to talk about next but that is might be back to murders isn't it it might be i think it should be all right everybody Um, We're Kevin Ie, and that was literally the worst. See ya. See ya.